This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Behind home plate, we bringing it to a more day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah. From section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearing center host. As always, I'm joined by a guy who, much like Dylan Tate, often goes to Little League games asking for kids' autographs, the button lover, Josh Roca. Hey, Matt. And before, you know what I did before the podcast? I went into the computer and I turned off all sounds from any type of notifications. Oh, thank you. I'm sure that one guy would be happy. I I said mute all notifications. It's affecting our iTunes reviews. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, one guy. Um, And as always, of course, we're joined by the, but uh, I'm sorry, the Zany one, Bert Ready. I'm back this week. I'm back every week now that the Orioles are good again. Look at this (laughs) typical bandwagon (laughs) fan here. Bandwagon (laughs) podcaster. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. The best, the best thing about this is I've, I'm watching every game, I'm following every pitch every night, and I still don't have to do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I told, I told Bert this week. I said, just, I said it was good seeing you in Tampa. Come back to the podcast once in a while. Doesn't have to be every week. Whenever you want, Bert. Open invitation. Yeah. No, I'm happy to pop in now and then. I don't want to make it every week because then it, it's not special anymore. You know, got to bump up the listenership every once in a while. And the well, Orioles are taking care of that for you. Yes, yes. Thank you, you very much. Anything there. <laughs> I thought Bert came on here to respond to the NFL top 100, Joe Burrow being ranked 21, and Lamar Jackson being ranked as the 34th best football player. Bert, your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are that the Orioles are playing so well <laughs> that I have had zero interest in following the Ravens preseason so far, and it's to my detriment. I have so much homework to do before fantasy football season starts. I, I am... So far behind on football right now, and the Orioles are to blame. And I'm okay with it. I'm not complaining. All right. If Burke comes on a couple more times this year, I'm sending him a microphone. Because oh, I'm sucks. Yeah. But- I got these AirBuds, AirBuds in, and, and I got to remind you guys, you can't make me laugh too hard or else they fall out of my ear when I smile. <laughs> <laughs> and you forgot, if you're going Ravens, the, the question for Burt is not about – the rankings it's Burt getting ready for this Joe Flacco versus Lamar Jackson yeah 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 
the best quarterback. That's and the, I got a, I got a, I got a few friends, few guys in in my circle of friends who are still very much Joe Flack, Wacko for Flacco. So they they're very protective, very defensive of Joe Flacco, which is fine. And and you know he that? did win won the Super Bowl, but but we do make fun of him for it. And it, it'll be interesting in Week One when the uh, garage gets jumping on September 11th. Yeah, I agree. I'm 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 not as wacko for Flacco as those guys, but I Wait. do like when Joe Flacco when we intercept Joe Flacco three times. I'm I'm gonna be like a little slow clap. I'm not gonna jump up and down hollering like we just interviewed. Bur- we just intercepted Burrow, uh, but you know, All right. you're not gonna hop out of your seat and do the squirrel dance. No, it's gonna be preserved. My Flacco celebration, Flacco interception celebrations will be reserved. There's a reason why it it's been ten years since he won the Super Bowl with the Ravens, and he's basically the backup quarterback for the Jets and starting in week one only because of an injury. There's, there's a reason for that. I love Joe Flacco, but he's not as 2012 Joe Flacco. Yeah. But props to Joe for having such a long career and hanging out and being an yeah. NFL player for all this time. So he's yeah, had a longevity. Career. Yeah. And props to us for two minutes of football talk. Yeah. And we didn't even get into the Lamar Jackson contract talk. Do you want to go there next? <laughs> no, no. no thank you. <laughs> okay. there, if, there's, if there's nothing to report, then there's nothing to talk about. I like to watch my sports without thinking about money. Mm. Oh, so you enjoyed the Little League, the Little League World All Series. Right. That's right up your alley. All right. Well, we do need to talk about the Little League World Series. Because we played a game in a Little League stadium. Yeah. I got annoyed and turned it off around the sixth inning. Really? Really? Yeah. I loved it. Because, well, here's why. I was watching the kids' broadcasts. Why? I thought that was the only broadcast. <laughs> I got annoyed at the kid broadcast. So at the sixth inning, I muted it and switched to watch something else with Kelly while I had the game in on, on the side. Then when it got exciting on the end, I turned it on, back on, on my phone this time and turned the TV and heard that there were real broadcasters. Yeah. Yeah, that was an 18-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 12-year-old you were listening to. Yeah. No offense to young people. I love young yeah, people. No. But, and, but the, I, I, know it, I was like, I can't believe it's this awesome game like the Little League World Series. And here's the thing. I, I started watching it in one room in my house, and then I watched it in the other. I guess it was ESPN and ESPN2, but I didn't realize yeah. it. Because I watched the beginning of the game, and it was fun with the announcers and, like, Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes mic'd up and Cedric mm-hmm. wasn't working. That was all fun. Then I went in the other room and it was just the kids. And I was like, oh, they handed it off to the kids. And I did not realize it was too broadcast. I'm an idiot. I thought you were going to say you turn it off in the sixth inning when they interviewed George Bush. And you're like, I'm not having this. Not, <laughs> not, not on my watch. And you, and you uh, uh, that was much oh. earlier. I like <laughs> I don't care about politics or whatever in regards to baseball. I like the president, a former president of the United States wearing the home run chain. I think that's fun. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and he was there with uh, it was Rob Manfred and George W. Bush together. And, oh, and Rob Manfred, broadcasters. Rob Manfred made George Bush look smart. Yeah, he did. He, George Bush. It's it takes a low life to make George Bush look as good as he did in comparison yeah. to Rob Manfred. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. But what are you guys' thoughts on? I mean, they they had the you know the all the Orioles going on the slide with the pregame stuff. They killed of, it. It's all killed it. It was a pretty, just a pretty cool weekend and event, right? Yeah. You know, you know, part of what I like to do is go on to Orioles Facebook. 
because it's all curmudgeon old people. Oh, stop bringing me down. Here's what their take was. Their take was, it's a shame that the Orioles do all this up in Williamsport and will not do this for the kids of Baltimore. And, it, and they're like, but they I never don't, went down you a fly with my kids. Facebook. Stay off of Facebook. No, that's what I'm saying. It's all commercial <laughs> people. You can get those interactions if you go to minor league games. The Little League World Series is special. You can't buy tickets to that game. Right. It's special for those kids that are, are the best little leaguers. Yeah. And and you can get that can, kind of interaction for the kids if you want to. Yeah. I, last time yeah. I was on this show, last time I was on this show with you guys, I told you about my son asking Austin Hayes about his favorite food, fried chicken, and that's all he's talking about in that video from the Little League World Series game, Austin Hayes right. and fried chicken. I, it was basically a spoiler alert, and, yeah. that, and that was cool for me. They <laughs> they killed it. I thought the social media, the videos, like and on a nationally broadcast game and all the extra content that they put out there, I don't see how anybody, even just a casual baseball fan, could even catch bits and pieces of that content and not fall in love with the Orioles and the yeah. Orioles players because they, they killed it. They, they, they were awesome. It did. And all the interviews and Brandon Hyde talking about the locker room and the guys showing up early and playing games and having fun. It's the same thing we see on the field. So it's that whole intangible thing that we've been talking about for months that we think we see from the uh, calling the airstrike symbols and stuff that we think we see that on the field and say, oh, they're just having fun. And I think Brandon Hyde reinforced that with these interviews that these guys are having fun. And I think what we've seen from this is even Buster only is starting to admit there's something different with this team. <laughs> that was half the fun of the ESPN broadcast was having to hear him talk about it. And, and just like the love, Adley Rushman was getting – Praise the entire broadcast on the on the grown up broadcast. It was the Adley Rutschman show. Absolutely, well, Adley Rutschman officially became the face of the organization. They tried to still swing it with a little bit with Cedric, with saying, "Hey, you're going to be the World Baseball Classic," but Adley became the guy of this Oriole team, the face. Well, my two, and I, I agree with Bert. They they killed it throughout the whole with the whole event. My two favorite kills, though, if you will, were. When Dylan Tate asked the, the uh, little leaguer for his autograph, I thought that was a cool moment. And then, um, and then the other one was when Adley, there was videos of Adley Rutschman um, signing autographs, but he did the I sign, then you sign, alternating. Totally. Right. Yeah, I'll sign for you, and then you, you sign for me, um, yep. which is pretty cool. Um, so those are my favorite. But 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 Buster only said the next day on the Buster on a Baseball Tonight podcast on on Monday show, he said that the whole broadcast really turned into just a broadcast about the Orioles and about and how the, special an Orioles season they're having. Yeah. And I think and that's what's true. And that's what it it it's worked out perfect for the Orioles to have the little league uh, game this year because we've been talking all summer about how slowly national media is starting to pay attention to this team start to pay attention to the team and it was like then suddenly the the little league game was like their coming out party yeah where suddenly it's like oh yeah not only are these guys for real do you guys notice the farm system's number one um this team's going to be good for a while and look at this star that they've got behind the plate in adley rushman yeah former yep. number one prospect who graduated and then they still have the number one ranked farm system um <laughs> Yeah, so it's pretty fun. And this is the first, right, our first televised Sunday night ESPN game in what, yeah. like four or five years? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And, they're, and it's nothing but videos and photos of them sliding down that hill with 
12 year olds autographs all over their orange jerseys uh i mean they made when? they made hundreds of lifelong fans just with the kids for the next 20 30 years just from that one day well, and the other side of the hill, Alex Cora couldn't even slide down the hill uh, yeah. without falling that's off his little carpet box. That's the only Red Sox footage. That's the only Red Sox footage I saw with Alex exactly. Cora. That's what I was going to point out is all this national footage and it's Red Sox Orioles and all the footage about the Orioles. Normally we come on here and complain and say, oh, it's all love for the Red Sox and the Orioles just happen to be there. It was the opposite this year. Yep. It was a pretty cool. Was a, I loved every minute of it. And I think it was the a perfect was icing that, on the cake. that the guy who had the big hit is it's kind of the guy everyone's talking about. And we can talk about Russian, 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 but the other guy people have been talking about this week a lot is Jorge Mateo, right? Yeah. He got the big hit. Um, and he is, I think what turned into like a hot streak has turned into just this extended, it's, just playing good. It's not, it's no longer, it's beyond just being hot for a couple of weeks. It's right? very He's played similar, good ball for a couple of months now. Yeah. It's very similar to Cedric Mullins last year. How we're like, Oh, he's hot. Oh, it's going. Okay, maybe this is for real. Yeah. And that's kind of pro- how Mateo has progressed this year. Yeah. Uh, Josh, how does it make you feel? <laughs> for How does this make us feel? We are talking about all the love for the Orioles, and it's true. Yeah. Um, if you look at Fangraph's playoff odds, the Orioles sit at 4% to make the playoffs. Right. The Red Sox sit at 6.7% to make yeah. the playoffs. They still have the Red Sox. <laughs> 2.7% chance higher than the Orioles to make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, haven't we just accepted that as Oriole fans? It's, it's like they should, they're like, here, be glad you're not at zero anymore. Yeah. It, it has to do, it must have to do with the remaining schedule because we yes. do have a lot of Blue Jays, a lot of Houston, some Yankees. Maybe the Red Sox have an easier schedule the rest of the year. I don't know. But uh, or I would say the Red Sox, Red Sox, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing, reason I could think why. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, we just took two or three from them and they're below us, below 500. You know, that that's the only explanation I can come up with. Yeah. And you can look at the strength of schedule um, and the strength of schedule, I think we have left is that's 521 and theirs is 500. So it's, it's, it's a slightly harder schedule for us. Right. They right. got Trevor Story coming back soon, right? They got a couple guys coming back. Okay, we yeah. got a couple guys coming too, Bert. Okay, we got a couple guys coming. Sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just trying to come up with an explanation. I'm not I mean, defending it. Listen, <laughs> if you want to start your Red Sox podcast, talk about all the Red Sox players. Go for it. Section ten or whatever. There's <laughs> there's some other section Red Sox. Podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, you know this is a good time while Bert's on here. While we're talking about Little League, I got my assignment this week for Little League assistant coach. Oh boy, I what mean, team? Coach, the team I see, I knew Bert would like this. The team is the Padres. All right, that's good. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was like, all right, that's good. It's not, a, it's not an AL East team other than the Orioles. It's not even an American League team. I can be okay and settle with the Padres. I can wear a aren't Padres they, shirt on Saturdays. Aren't, and aren't the dead. Padres tainted now, though? <laughs> I with mean, because of uh, tattoos. Same with, with the, the Padres. All these little needles in it for the kids. I mean, <laughs> but um, but here, Bert, here's the problem. So my first year being assistant coach, first practice is on Monday. Uh, our practice is on Monday on Saturday. Monday gets rained out. The coach texts me and says, hey, I'm going to have to drop this equipment off to you because I'm out of town on Saturday. You now have to run the first practice. Mm. <laughs> I, I purposely made myself the assistant coach 
so I wouldn't have to be the head coach because I've never yeah, been a head coach. Suddenly, the very first practice, when all the parents are coming with all their questions and to check out this coach, it's going to be me out there with a bunch of nine-year-olds. <laughs> so. Well, uh, you uh, a you got to pre give them the precursor. Look, I'm I'm only just a helper today. I'm not the real coach. I'm going to do my best. Oh. And then just watch a couple YouTube videos on how to coach the first little league practice. You'll be no, fine. You're going the wrong way. You're going in the you're going in the back out. Don't really take control of it. Pretend like you don't know what a baseball is. Say, well, what, yeah, what, yeah. what is this? Is this what we use? No. See, I'm wondering if I go the opposite, and I do such a good job on that first day that now the parents for the rest of the year are saying we want that other guy to be the head coach, not this guy. Yeah, but that's a lot of. Pr- you don't want that on day one. You don't want that, Josh. <laughs> you don't want that on any day. Right. Day one, day right. twenty, day hundred. You don't want that's that. Fine. Then I'll ke- I'll keep the whistle and the really short shorts I ordered. I got the coach's shorts. <laughs> I a got whistle? the whistle. Oh, when it, what little league team have you ever been on where the coach has a whistle? Oh, I don't look know. at those. My AirPods fell out. I got a clipboard. I'll go with your way of creep all the parents out. Sounds good. I <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I I'm impressed that you got the Padres coming from back to back years of being the Yankees and then the Red Sox. I would kill for the Padres. <laughs> that was, at this that point. was my biggest fear was the Yankees. I was like, yeah. hey, all the people down here from New York, everybody down here wants to be the Yankees. I don't want to be the Yankees, so I'm thankful with the Padres. Right. Yeah, I don't really understand why it's, you know, it's the end of summer and you're starting up a baseball league. I don't. Is it? It's aren't Florida. you in the wrong seasons? It's Florida. Um, it's year-round baseball here. It's fall and spring. Yeah, I'm jealous. So, I wish there was baseball right now for Albie. This, this is why more kids come out of like the South with base as baseball than Northern guys because they're playing sure. fall and spring. So, all right. Hey, um, but you you mentioned it, Josh. Able to do that in Georgia. You uh, yeah, have, I guess I, I have to look into getting Silas involved into something. Totally, totally. And, um, more importantly, my softball season starts in like three weeks. I've been looking for a softball, softball league here. I can't find one. That's too bad. Yeah, um, four hours. Josh, the uh, you mentioned it. You guys have any thoughts on Cedric Mullins making the World Baseball Classic? That's pretty cool. He got that invitation. Does that? I don't know. Are you guys in the World Baseball Classic? Oh, yeah. Is that it's good news, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's it's good. Uh, will Adam Jones also hand them off to center field for the World U- Team USA as well? Does did Adam Jones have to sign off on that like he did in Baltimore? I don't know. I don't think I don't think Adam Jones has much say in Baltimore anymore. <laughs> no, I think don't. that no, that's true. Unfortunately, but I think uh, I think it is cool that. Four years later, it's still the Orioles center fielder representing Team USA. Uh, and, it, and Cedric was a little shaky taking over for Adam Jones that first year and a half or so. Uh, mm-hmm. But now, you know, he's solidified the center field position. And to be able to represent Team USA, and as of right now, at least the only Oriole representative, I think it's super cool. Have they released the schedule for that for next year yet? Now that, how does how do, I don't remember how does that interfere with spring training? Like he misses a few weeks of spring training, right? Yeah, it's during spring training. It's it's like in early March, I think, for about two weeks. Maybe that's why we picked up Brett Phillips. It's, it's March eighth, <laughs> March twenty first. So it's kind of it's yeah, it's kind of right in that part where you're starting to play baseball games for spring training instead of working out. So. Why not yeah. play with with another team? You're probably getting better baseball there than you are in the spring training. 
And 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 a guy like Cedric Cedric Mullins is only going to play the home games as far as exhibition games. He doesn't travel for those spring training games. Right. Um, yeah, at least that was our experience when we went those few years. That anytime we went to the Red Sox facility or the Twins facility, it was always the B squad and the guys that right. wear like number eighty nine on their jersey that are actually playing those games. So then. For us, what does that mean? Next year, are we going to Sarasota for spring training or are we going to Taiwan for, <laughs> for the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, I guess we'll have to pick. I mean, what, which one has cheaper flights? I don't know if to look into it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the other thing that, that made me laugh was when I, I love it when they mic up players. I think it's a little oh, bit weird yeah. in awesome. a, like a live player. Like totally. a ball's hit and Austin Hayes all of a sudden in the middle of conversation, like Austin, focus. Like I want to shout at him. Austin, yeah, yeah. stop talking, focus on the play. And then but, but yeah, I was a little bit want, you also want him, like you want the ball hit to him while he's talking because you want to see sure. how he's gonna react and how he's gonna handle it. Yeah, but like pay attention. But I was also like, you know, just kind of a little bit stress watching just because I thought Cedric Mullins, because he couldn't hear everybody, I was like, Oh man, he's gonna say <laughs> something inappropriate on live television because yeah. he doesn't realize that everyone else can hear him. And I was just kind of cringing, waiting for him to say something inappropriate. I, I was just waiting, uh, but it was funny. And swapped with Austin, like mid, like while the pitcher catcher. Yeah, talking. I mean, he, he wanted to be on on mic. Yeah, he to, yeah. yeah. Well, even uh, when Christian Arroyo was mic'd up for the Red Sox, it was great. His interaction with Rudnett Odor. Don't yeah. hit me, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm sure Odor gets that a lot. No, and we, saw, we saw Ryan Mountcastle mic'd up playing first base a few weeks ago on the Peacock game. And that yeah, was a lot yeah. of fun, too. So I am all for micing up players, um, especially since I think baseball is the only sport you can do that in. And baseball, there's a lot of things baseball is doing right. And the things that they're doing really right, other sports cannot do. You cannot have the Little League Classic and it be anything special in football or basketball or, or hockey. You can't mic up players. You can't have the Field of Dreams game. Stuff like yeah. that only baseball can do. And yeah. baseball is really – they're handling it well. And these things like micing up players is starting to bring – for years we talked about how baseball doesn't know how to market their players. And it made no sense because they're not wearing helmets, they're not under shoulder pads, and they're not marketing them. And we're seeing baseball learn and start to market more than just Mike Trout. And it's fun. Yeah, and yep. something also that baseball needs to do, and they'll do it in the next couple of years, but I went to a Gwinnett Stripers game. I go to a lot of minor league games, and so it was my first minor league Atlanta. A lot more sense. I thought you took him to a strippers game. That's you know, what I thought, too. The Gwinnett Stripers. Okay, it's a sure type you, of fish, I guess. I'm pretty sure you texted that you went to the strippers. Game. I don't know why my phone automatically corrects, corrects stripers to strippers. I don't know why it does that. To see the strippers tonight, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a pretty good show. But what's most surprising when we went to see the strippers, we saw Darren O'Day was there at yeah. the strippers. Brad Brock was there. Very cool. Very um, cool. Pat uh, Valleca, Ryland Bannon, the Braves. Their AAA team is a bunch of old veterans, Orioles. half of which yeah. played with the Orioles. The other and half the, uh, the 2015, 2014 yeah. playoff our, runs. <laughs> our farm system's so good that teams are taking our bad players. Yeah, Braves don't have a good farm system um, at this point. I think they caught up all their good players. Um, maybe the Orioles should try doing that one one day. But the but the thing about it, Josh, is this was a talk about approving the game. This was a five to four game. It yeah. had like six relievers. The game took two hours and forty minutes because they got that pitch clock. 
All yeah. the other sports have clocks, right? There's play clocks, shot clock, all those sports. It just makes sense to have a clock and that's, to speed the it's game. Coming. And it's coming. It makes minor league baseball so much more entertaining. There's not a break between every pitch. It's just a lot more fast-paced and so but, much more entertaining. And baseball would be so much better when they bring it in here. And baseball is. And, I and love, they are. Yeah. And I love the way they're rolling this out with in the minors. So everyone gets used to it in the minors. So then when they introduce it in the majors, everyone's already used to it. Yeah. I like yep. that. Yeah, it's going to be good. I like. I saw. I saw them tweet. Somebody tweeted us that today. The the comparison between the minor leagues is the at batting averages are virtually the same. Starting pitching is virtually the same. Hits per game, runs per game, every baseball statistic is virtually the same, except for the run time of the game is thirty to forty five minutes less. But but guys, yeah, it's significant. What are, the, yeah. what are all the football fans going to do to bash baseball once our time gets below theirs? Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, so let's get to some Orioles news. Okay. Um, unless wow. there's any other thoughts. On the, the only other thought in the Little League game is that was a heck of a play by Ryan Mackhouse at first base. I'll just say that. Oh, his best play here. Yeah. I know we don't think of him as a great defensive player, but that was a heck of a play. Well, um, and, and that Mateo double, I know it's not the playoffs, but that's that's oh, that the clears the bases. Hit. I mean, that, that's what yeah. you need bases loaded, double clear the bases, yep. speed on the base pass. That's all you need. Yep. What is what is let, let's go there real quick before we get to the news and the non news. Um, what is the future of Jorge Mateo? I think at the beginning of the season, no one would have said that Jorge Mateo, Jorge Mateo is a stopgap until we can sign a better shortstop until Gunner comes up. Right. Now we have Gunner Henderson, the minors, playing all these kind of different positions because he's not going to play shortstop because Jorge Mateo is our shortstop. Do yeah. you guys foresee the future next year in the years coming? Is Jorge, did Jorge Mateo do enough in half a season this year to prove he's our, he's, he's our shortstop? Yeah, and the problem becomes, did Mateo and Urias prove stuff? Is where yeah. the problem becomes because we've got two guys playing really well, but yeah, I think part of that Connor to first, and we you've seen Vavra work out at first. I think part of it is more. I love when Josh is tearing Vavra. Bert, you got to listen to Josh say tearing Vavra. We'll just put on repeat all day. It's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, the point of that first base role is that Trey Man, the Trey Mancini effect. That it was Trey Mancini and Ryan Mountcastle sharing that and taking. Right now, if Ryan Mountcastle isn't playing first base, you don't have a first baseman. You have Ty, Ty, Tyler Nevin, but Josh, what about Mateo? Yeah. But Tyler Nevin does not belong on this team. But what about Mateo? That's what I'm saying. So Mateo, he belongs I, on the team. No, Mateo does show that he d- belongs on this team. It's going to get interesting as prospects come up. I think we were talking a couple weeks ago about how Mateo's spot is a – Defensive speed on the bench, bench type player. Super utility can play all infield positions. The way he's yeah. playing right now, you cannot take him off out of the lineup. Right, he feels more like an everyday. Player. In the American League, it's stolen bases. How are you going to yeah. take him out of out of your lineup? You're not. Right now, yeah. you're taking out Odor, which is why yeah. you're looking at third base for Gunnar Henderson. Odor's playing third base tonight. Yeah, and I'm sure Mateo can play third as well. Uh, I. I was a little surprised and that just shows my own lack of paying attention, but uh, Josh and I were at the game in Tampa about two weeks ago on a Saturday night. I know Josh went to all three games that weekend, but Saturday night I was there with him. And one of the things they did on the scoreboard was every time a batter is up and they show all his stats, one of the stats they put up there was um, 
the date that that particular player made his major league debut. And I was a little caught off guard. And again, I just because I'm not paying attention, but Jorge Mateo made his major league debut in August of 2020. So he's only in his second year in the major mm. leagues. Uh, and, you know, it might it, it takes that long to get yourself comfortable, get yourself in the lineup every day. And he's looking like a steal right now. And no uh, play on words for his stolen bases numbers, <laughs> but um, the defense is outstanding. The stolen bases are goes without saying. And clutch, the home run, the double, the other he hits home runs in clutch situations. The it's double last night in the Lily game or two nights ago. Uh, I I I don't want to see I don't want to see Mateo go anywhere until someone else outplays him. Yeah. Well, I think Mike Elias even talked about this, that one of the advantages of going through a rebuild, or as Buster only likes to say, tanking, is you get a chance <laughs> to like play guys every day who normally like Jorge Mateo could he we wasn't getting an opportunity, I think from San Diego, to play every day. We gave him the opportunity to play every day. Even when he stunk, we saw the speed, we saw the defense. We said, oh, let's just keep playing him every day. If the Orioles were winning right last year or even the beginning of this year, he probably wouldn't have gotten a chance to play every day. But the fact that we weren't concerned with winning, he got a chance to play so much. And even when he was struggling, we said, if this kid can just hit like 220, 230, the defense and base running is good enough that it can make up for a low batting average. But again, for the past two months, he's been hitting like over 300. And so that's just like off the charts. One of the best players in baseball when he can do that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, 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 I think I, I want to see this go on a little bit longer for Jorge Mateo. I want to see him put these numbers a little bit longer. But yeah, it definitely has me excited. And I think there is when we see Gardner Henderson be moved around. I think we have some flexibility with where we kind of move pieces. And so Jorge Mateo, I think, can be part of the future. But we also have flexibility where if it's not the real deal, we can just move some pieces around, but it's good to have yep. the flexibility. Look at that. And I'm looking up on my screen. He just made another killer play at shortstop on Tuesday night. And the, I, people who are smarter than me, who know the st- defensive statistics are putting him in the gold glove conversation for American league shortstops this year. So I'm, I'm all for that. Yep. And he's the kind of gold glove player. I like it. I like because he also makes some sensational plays and I don't yeah. know what all the, you know, how they figure out, you know, defensive war and who's the greatest defensive run saved. But I mean, I appreciate a great play and, and he is one to make great plays occasionally. Cedric Mullins the same way. I don't know what his defensive numbers are, but Cedric Mullins is another guy who makes great plays in the field um, along with all the plays he should make. Hey, other move that was made this week. um, Our favorite player, Brett Phillips sent down to the minors. He's still with the organization. He's with Norfolk now. And a move that seemed like it should have happened two weeks ago, but now it's finally happened. <laughs> Kyle Stowers comes up in his place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty fun to see Kyle Stowers in the lineup uh, playing pretty consistently. He seems to bring a little more pop um, compared to Brett Phillips. Um, but I guess Elias finally made the right move. It just took him a little bit longer. Yeah, still a slow start from Stowers. But again, even Adley Rushman took about two weeks. Yeah, it wasn't a good show. I think he struck out four times in the Little League game. But yeah, everyone has those nights sometimes. I'd, I'd still rather see him in the lineup than uh, Brett Phillips. Uh, I, I was, it was interesting that Brett Phillips cleared waivers and then just ended up right back in Norfolk. That's how it works, right? Like every, every team had the option to take him when we DFA'd him and nobody wanted him. 
Right. Even the Rays didn't want him back. Right. So uh, when we lost to the Rays that Saturday night in Tampa, there was some trash talking with some Tampa fans, like saying stuff to Josh and mine and my family. Like, I don't see how anybody can be an Oriole fan because we lost eight to two that night. So a Tampa uh, Bay fan was trash talking. This is yeah, news yeah, to yeah. me. I didn't know this is a thing that happened. Yeah. So well, they're not good. I was just going to say, they were really just still getting over the day before. They were really upset the night before. We beat them 10 to 2 the night before. Right. They had to bring in position player to pitch. Yeah. In the sixth inning. Yeah. Because that's that's not bad for baseball. Yeah, um, joke. But then, uh, so they beat us 8 to 3 that Saturday night, I think. And yeah. again, saying stuff to us because I can't believe you guys are Orioles fans and you're we're beating you 8 to 3. I was like, well, you know put up a 10 spot against us. Cause that's what we did to you guys last night. And, uh, and then I, I gave him a kiss goodbye. I said, uh, we'll take good care of Brett Phillips for you. Cause every, <laughs> every person in Tropicana field was wearing a Brett Phillips Jersey. That's so weird. Yeah. They were so quick to cut him for nothing. Yeah. It, it for me- a, a fifth outfielder that we did not need. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of Ryan Flaherty. Well, people yeah, but Brett Phillips a couple years ago was good. I don't know if Ryan Flaherty was ever as good as Brett Phillips was a couple years ago. All right. All right. I don't know if Brett Phillips was ever good, but okay. I hear you. Oh, you're going to make me pull up his numbers now. We'll, we'll be sure to take real good care of Brett Phillips for you. Well, <laughs> I feel like also the comeback is has to go also along with um, their attendance, right? Like those Rays fans should be thanking you for helping to fill up that abysmal ballpark. <laughs> I, I was I was actually like surprised to see people who raise fans. Like that's a thing. There are they exist apparently. I don't know. Yeah. I mean it's certainly not enough to fill a stadium. Granted, Camden Yards isn't full most of the time, but you can still get an upper deck ticket. Whereas a, a Tropicana Field, you can't they don't even allow you to buy an upper deck ticket. Yeah, well, I don't want to get – the reason that I saw the Gwinnett strippers, the reason my son and I went to see the strippers is because it, it's impossible to get a Braves ticket. And even just to park, you know, park 50 bucks to park at the stadium, 50 And then uh, the ticket prices are incredibly expensive and they sell out every night. Uh, Do they really? Mm-hmm. $50 to Atlanta, park. I couldn't go to a Braves mm-hmm. game? Well, I don't know. I've, I've only been looking at the weekend. Well, they did just like, win the, the World Series. Yeah. Guys, they just won the World Series last week. Yeah, yeah last it makes year. sense. You got to settle down. All right. We'll, we'll go we'll I'll, go to the first game next year. Oh, and hold on. You you didn't just look at any game. You were trying to buy bobblehead night. Also. No, 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 no. This, that's not the first time I've tried to buy a ticket. I okay. tried to buy a ticket on almost every weekend they've been home. Got it. Well, we'll go next year when if the Orioles play there. That's the game to go to. Yeah. Well, I'm still going to Speaking of traveling, I'm going to pop on the show again in a couple of weeks for a story time because uh, Labor Day weekend, my son and I are going to a two-night road trip. We're doing PNC Park in Pittsburgh on Saturday night and then continuing on to Cleveland for a Guardians game uh, Sunday night. So knocking out two stadiums nice. from the checklist. And they were very easy to get tickets for. Oh, I'm <laughs> and, sure. ho- and hotels right across the street from the ballparks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it should be a good time. And, and I think uh, Pittsburgh is playing uh, Toronto. It's either Toronto or Seattle. 
and then okay. Cleveland is playing the other one. So, so we'll playoff be potential. The, yeah, we are cheering for the. We'll be cheering for Pittsburgh. We want Pittsburgh to beat either Toronto or Seattle, and same thing for Cleveland. We need them to beat whoever they're playing, either Cleveland or I'm sorry, Toronto or Seattle. It, it will help the Orioles. So I'm I'm not above cheering for Pittsburgh if it's going to help us. Oh yeah, I mean Josh, you you can lend Bert your Heinz Ward jersey. He can wear that to the game and go <laughs> up Pittsburgh. Right, Heinz Ward jersey, sure. <laughs> Albie, Albie has a Clemente shirt, so uh, that that'll that'll be what he. Hey, wears, if you're going to sure. go a uh, Pirates player, Clemente is a good one to have. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, how many how many has Albie checked off the uh, check, checked off the board there with Spit Stadium? Uh, aside from Cannon Yards, we've been to Citizens Bank in Philadelphia, Nationals Park, and. Uh, uh, Tropicana Tropic Field. Field. Yeah. yeah, so two more before the end of this season. So that's We're knocking out all the local ones before we get crazy and travel to, like, Colorado or something. Yeah. All right. Hey, um, other news, Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah. A lot of Grayson news this yeah. week. Said he's going to be pitching off the mound, pitching in a sim game this week. How ex- Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Excited should I be about the potential of Grayson Rodriguez pitching in an Orioles uniform I, in September? Should I get my hopes game up? Game one or no? of the World Series. Is that is that a fair oh, hope to game one of the World Series? Remember though, he's got to be on the team by the thirty first. I don't for, for playoff potential. How does that sure. work with being on the DL though? Oh, I don't know. You're See, right. I don't know either. Yeah, I can't Maybe yet. a loophole. Maybe yeah. on the forty man, but he's already on the forty man, right? No, he's not. Remember, he was going to be caught up the 40-man okay. the day before, the start before he was going to be caught up. He got hurt, so he's not on the 40-man. I don't know. We're going to have to ask Mike that question. This is right, I'll, text, I'll text him. I was hoping. These next two weeks are so exciting, guys. When I, when I, <laughs> when I saw Grayson throw in uh, last week, weekend, saying he was, they were starting to throw and stuff, I was hoping that maybe he would be with Norfolk by the end of this week because I'm like, he's rehabbing in Sarasota. The Tides are playing in Jacksonville this week. I'm going to the game on Saturday. If he pitches any other day, I'll go because I haven't seen Grayson yet. I missed him all up in the minors. So I was hoping that he would play on this series, but I guess I'm going to miss it. Yeah, I guess the tricky thing with a pitcher is, if it's a position player, I thought he's back. The tricky thing with a pitcher is you need to have some rehab starts. Right. And like you need to have like five days in between those rehab starts. Right. So all of a sudden you have three rehab starts. You're talking about 15 days, something about half a month. So it's going to the timing. I think is going to be really tricky. And I don't know, like if you're in the playoff hunt, do you want Grayson's first game coming off injury <laughs> to be in a high stakes? But I don't know. Yes, but, I do. But I don't know if Michael Elias does. But but 
would you take him coming in the in the sixth inning at a big key moment in the game? I'll take him in my bullpen. And next to DL Hall, a little piggyback Grayson Rodriguez DL Hall start. I'll take that. Or just take the mindset of like you know what. Nobody knew we'd be in the playoffs in the first place. What do you got to lose? It's not like we're yeah. defending the American League East crown or something. Like, throw him in there. Who cares? Like, you're, he'll be facing a team like the Yankees or Houston who have never seen him pitch before. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. And if you get crushed, fine, you get crushed. You Just like Spencer Watkins would have. Who cares? <laughs> it's We're never supposed to be here right now anyway, so I'm just along for the ride. Exactly. As Bert said at the beginning, we're not paying attention to NFL training camp. It's the end of August, and we're still talking about the Orioles and playoff potentials. I'm a happy. single preseason game, and I'm perfectly happy. I don't care <laughs> if any prospects come up. I'm happy. What about Isaiah Likely highlights, though? Have you watched those? Uh, that, that I did pay <laughs> attention to that. Cool. And, and there's flyers all over my Wise grocery store that Isaiah Likely is going to be at my Parkville Wise this Sunday from two to four, <laughs> signing autographs and yeah. collecting because food donations. <laughs> on your way no. here from Costco, Bert, you should swing by. Yeah, right. yeah. That's probably why he does his normal grocery shopping because he's not going to be a star. He was playing against backups, backups, backups. He's the fourth string. Oh, Josh, did you read that on Facebook? What are you poo-pooing things? No, I, I, I also have not watched any of the highlights about. Oh, you should watch his highlights. I just watched his highlights. <laughs> I mean, is he going to be the tight end behind uh, Mark Andrews, or no, Nick Boyle, and then whoever else is? Yeah, I think I think he becomes, but he's but he's more of a pass catching tight end maybe, than Nick Boyle is. Maybe practice squad. No, no, no. He's going to be a weapon for he'll Lamar. He'll be on the team. He'll be on yeah. the team. Yeah. If Lamar has anything to say about it, he'll be on the team. Yeah. Or if he's not on the team, if Huntley has anything to say about it, because I think Huntley was throwing him all those balls. Right. Right. Yeah. You got. You guys are praising. Next, you're going to be talking about how Huntley's this amazing quarterback that we've snuck in as a backup. The, a the, backup. the headlines I'm seeing are Huntley could be number one on a couple of other teams, but he's going to be backing up Lamar. Yeah. No Huntley, Josh Huntley would be an upgrade over Joe Flacco. Say does, he won it. Does Huntley still throw his arm weird? Who would you rather have to start a game, Huntley or Joe? If Flacco? I was a Jets fan, I would. I think I might look at Huntley over. I'd Joe take Flacco. Huntley over Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't think Huntley can be your number one on any team. Back to baseball, Josh. Who would you take? <laughs> who would you, if you had to choose one? Who would you take? If on your franchise, if I had to take one away, Adley Rutschman or Lamar Jackson? Oh, I had to take one dude. of you guys away. Oh, <laughs> Adley Rutschman, Lamar Jackson. Who would you? You, are you take away your franchise quarterback, the most exciting player in football? Yeah, take him away. I'd rather have. Well, Adley. I mean, it's it's a potential reality. It's a reality right one year from now. Right now, Adley is the most exciting player on the team. Adley is your quarterback of the baseball team. Most exciting player on the team. He walks all the time. He just stands there and takes pitches and walks. Somehow, Adley gets behind that plate, and our pitchers learned how to pitch. He's a good framer. Just saying. I don't care. I'll take a base runner. I don't care if it's a walk or a hit. I'll take a base runner every time. And I'll take the wins that have came since Adley's been up. But what's more entertaining to watch? Adley Rutschman walk or Lamar Jackson run for 30 yards? Lamar Jackson run for 30 yards is more entertaining to watch. Everyone knows it. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Let's make the bases further. 30, 30 <laughs> yard base bats. Well, I make maybe Adley have to dodge a couple players to get to first base when he walks. That can make it more exciting. <laughs> right. Because that worked out with having a catcher that you had to get past. Baseball just screwed that up. 
Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, still a mess of a rule. Hey, so strawberry catchers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the strawberry of the week right there. All these catchers. I think it's strawberry uh, replay and no strawberry New York yeah. calling catcher. Uh, Adley Rushman's uh, hero, Buster Posey, ruined it for all future catchers. I he couldn't take a hit. That's the point of Rob. <laughs> couldn't take a hit. <laughs> oh, come on. It wasn't. I bet Buster Posey uh, likes that rule. Or doesn't like the rule change. He didn't care about being hit. It's the owner that got screwed because he still had to pay the injured catcher. Yeah. It's, but it's if Buster would have been stronger and not gotten hurt. Yeah. If he would have spent more time uh, working out instead of just reading his playbook. I'd imagine Tommy John, the, the man, Tommy John, kind of gets a kick out of that surgery being named after him. But I, I don't know. Do you think Buster Posey would take pride in the catcher rule being called the Buster Posey rule? I don't think he wants anything to do with it, even though we all know it was him that ruined it for all other catchers because he couldn't take a hit. <laughs> also, I think Tommy John's probably dead, right? He's still alive. Is he still alive? I don't know the live or death status. I mean, Tommy John was the first guy who had that surgery, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Card. His... He was in the '88 Top Series of the Texas I, I Rangers. I, I see him. Tommy John is still alive. How old is yeah. he? Uh, he was born in 1943, so I'm not going to do that math. 79 okay. years old. Okay. Yep. Still killing it. Hey, um... <laughs> <laughs> like the Orioles at the Little League weekend. <laughs> He's killing it a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's you can tell the Orioles doing well because Bert used to always say "crap the bed." Now he's saying "killing it." This is yep. the uh, the evolution of the <laughs> Orioles right here. Hashtag killing it. <laughs> hey, speaking of killing it, um, there's a guy killing it for the Norfolk Tides in the minors. Um, I think Bert mentioned before this attitude where we're not supposed to be here anyway, so let's just kind of you know roll the dice. Who cares? Um, Michael Elias seems to be doing that too by rolling out R- Rognetto Door every day at third base. Who cares? We're not supposed to be here anyway. When you have the number one prospect in baseball crushing it in AAA, um, I know there was a lot of rumors on Twitter today. With Josh, no. rumor is Josh started all the rumors on no, Twitter no. today. I did not the, start rumors by, by Gunnar Henderson coming, but Gunnar Henderson has not come come yet. He's not been called up yet. Right, I tracked it down. It was Bleacher Birds. We've talked about Bleacher Birds on here before. All they do is trash on Kevin Brown, and somehow they. They put out a tweet to say Gunnar Henderson did not go to Jacksonville because the tides are down here this week. Meanwhile, it, they, they put this out last night saying, but they, yesterday was an off day for the tide. They were there today. Gunnar Henderson was down here today. He's playing today. It's Tuesday night. Starting, He's playing second base. Starting. He yeah. started today. It's It's been rained out. It's been postponed. Game will continue tomorrow. And it'll probably start with tomorrow with Gunnar Henderson back out on the field. I don't know if I need to drive the 30 minutes down the road and go camp out outside their hotel with my, with my binoculars and just look for the uh, Gunnar Henderson and just take some pictures every but, day that Gunnar Henderson is still here or go sit at the airport and just watch every guy looking for Gunnar Henderson. But outside of a Bleacher Birds tweet, why would everyone think that Gunnar Henderson's call up? I mean, like, what's different about oh. this week as opposed to next week or as opposed to a week ago? So when we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, we did the math of the new rules, which is 45 days or a certain number of hits. 140 at bats. And 140 at bats. Well, 45 days is yesterday. So so if you want to go up right at that 45 days, you would be today. 
That's right. why everyone believed the tweet because we told everyone a couple of weeks ago, hey, settle down. We still need two more weeks. Yeah. But, well, and and Rakubaku tweet, uh, had an article that hinted at it. There was and a Justin there. Fenton from the Baltimore everyone Banner tweeted on. it. Everyone, right. and then everyone's doing it. But everyone jumped on that because the math lines up. But of the except for that at bats and that 140 at bats or 120 at bats, whatever you said, which would mean he'd have to sit six, seven, eight, nine games. Oh, I think it's like, like 11 games. If if you get four at bats a game, I think it turns out to be like 11 oh. games you have to sit. So, and then I don't know how that continues in the playoffs, but who cares? Which means, and also we know that August 31st is the deadline for playoffs. You have to be on the roster August 31st. It's really weird that we're talking about a playoff deadline, but we are. And I think there was some confusion with that new rule because we were just figuring it out. You and I a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. talking about it because it used to be that the when you had the countdown, the month of September didn't count in a in your timeline. Right. right now it does so we had to do all that math so i think that's why everyone believed it because we think this team wants to play for the playoffs we think this team wants gunner is better with gunner so we think that gunner has to be on this team by the 31st and today was the earliest it could have been yeah, yeah. but i would argue the other side of that josh is mike elias has not done that mike elias has we every almost every time someone i think this is true with um, Rutschman, with Stowers, with Hall. It's been about a week or two weeks after everyone thought it should happen. Even yeah. with Grayson. Everyone said, oh, he's ready. And then he had another start. Like yeah, It feels yeah. like he is a week or two weeks behind everybody else. So well, if everyone says it's this week, I bet it happens in two weeks. Yeah. Um, or I would think this week. I think if everyone said today. I would also think Friday might work because we've been riding that new guy Friday. has been working well yeah. this summer. But- uh, but, but isn't I, there something I, kind of annoying, I, Josh, that that our team is so close to the playoffs? These games this week are crucial. Yes. And Gunnar Henderson is a huge upgrade over a door. So why wouldn't you want to put the best team on the field for these crucial games? Because one, no one likes to admit that a door has been playing much better the past month. He has not been playing well. Stop. That's <laughs> fake news. I, his, his numbers for the past month are better than uh, many of the other guys on this team. No. What what are his numbers past month, Josh? I don't know. I don't know how. Um, okay. They, they don't say don't, that unless you know his numbers. Don't say it because no. Don't it don't say well he's hitting better than Austin Hayes who's about like one fifty since the All Star break. No, I don't. I don't hear that either. Is he hitting three hundred? No. What, what's his OPS? Give me his OPS because I'll tell you, Gunnar Henderson's OPS is about nine hundred in in Norfolk. Is um, is his OPS? I bet his OPS is about five hundred. Six thirty one for the season. Okay. What's better, nine hundred six thirty one for the season? Yeah. Well, one's, going, one's going against my major leagues. How do I use this? I, I need someone to teach me how to use baseball reference. I've only been well, doing this for 10 years, and I don't know how to use this website. Hender, Henderson's games at AAA have now exceeded uh, Rushman's games yeah. at AAA. I saw yeah. that. Yep. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, there there is certainly some – I've seen some overly dramatic panic on social media – over some of these lineups that come out and i i kind of agree i'm not as dramatic about it but at the same time i don't don't see any reason why tyler nevin should ever start a game why is he in the lineup when the games matter right now why why is why is he even on the team when somebody like gunder henderson could be contributing yeah yes 
Uh, I could I could understand Odor to an extent. He's a veteran. He is he has some uh, a history of coming in the clutch. His defense is great. I I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 on a on a game that matters. Why is Tyler Nevin and Ryan McKenna both in the starting lineup? Okay, I don't know why you're throwing Ryan McKenna on the same page as Tyler Nevin because Ryan McKenna is much better than Tyler Nevin. But Josh, Maybe, to your what point, is he starting lineup worthy? No, he's a great fourth outfielder. Um, Josh, yes, to your point, you. <laughs> last thir- 30 games for Odor, I have the stats. Yeah. Last 30 right. games, 91 at-bats, 19 hits, batting 209, OBP of 275, only two home runs in that time frame. All right. A slugging of 308. He's been bad. Now, He's been I'm bad not, the past month. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say – Obviously, Gunnar Henderson would be an an improvement here. The last seven games, he's batting one fifty. All right, yeah, that's no. your third baseman, Josh. No, I'm not trying to defend. I guess okay, I so if you want to start your own Odor podcast, all about how much you love Rodney Odor and Bert talking about his defense, I've seen Odor make so many bonehead defensive plays. I, I he, he turns a good d- double play. I'll give him that. No, he doesn't. And he doesn't know how to base run. If you want, to and he can't base run. run. Um. I, I like Odor as a person. I like his personality. Not, and he's a veteran. With he might have a good leadership aspect, but you can have all that and still just be and still put up the best starting lineup every day. Yeah, you, I, I think a guy who's a great player with a bad personality over a great personality, but can't hit the ball. Give me I the agree. guy who can hit with a I bad agree. personality. No, and I think the answer is I think it's I think it's Odor becomes a bench player and Nevins gets sent down. Right, which that, might be why Gunner's playing first base. Yeah, right, which is why right. Gunner's playing first base if he needs to in a pinch. Right, because once in a while you'll give Mount Castle a DH day, and you'll put uh, Gunner over at first, and then you would put Odor at third or second. I guess second's where he's playing tonight, right? No, he's playing third tonight. Third tonight. All right. Well, you can put him in either place. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the whole point of how they're working out Gunner. Back to that discussion because Odor is not the answer. But Odor is also a guy you're not ready to cut from this team because he's giving you that clubhouse intangible. He's one of the favorites of all the players. He keep he's why he's one of those guys that are arriving to the clubhouse early, playing ping pong, having fun, loosening this team up. But that's not fine. Well, Josh. No, no one's talking about cutting Odor, but does taking Odor out of the starting day out of the everyday no, lineup? No, does, I agree with taking reducing him out Odor to the, a bench role. Does that mess with the chemistry of the team? I no, don't know. especially since I think Odor as a bench role allows you to bring him up in those clutch situations, which is, seems to be where he thrives. And and Barva's back from paternity leave, Brett Favre. <laughs> uh, Odor, Odor is the first one hopping over the rail every time somebody gets an RBI double or a clutch home run okay. or something. I'm here for that. I love that. That's great. Or- but, or Chirinos tries to get a fight, Odor will come running in from second base. First one there. Brett Phillips has run out pretty fast, too. Now he's going to run pretty fast his in Norfolk. Team. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, so, I, yeah. so you guys aren't outraged that Gunnar Henderson's not here yet? No, I, I think Gunnar... Not Henderson, yet, but I will be this time next week. Yeah, Gunnar <laughs> Henderson will be here by our, by our show next week, I think. He has to be here by the 31st to be in the playoff. If Mike Elias... If he if he really thinks Orioles have a chance to make the playoffs, he'll be here by 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 next week. If he's not, right. then Michael Elias is punting on this year, right? Which we're still, which is what he originally said, and then he kind of backed off with some comments. 
Yeah. Well, I so, think Mike Elias pays attention to fan graphs more than we do. So right well, now we got three games with the White Sox at home. Then we go to Houston and go to Cleveland. Where does it make sense to bring up Gunner? It, it makes <laughs> say the team. It makes sense. Like it doesn't. It it makes sense today. Yeah, it makes sense why? tomorrow. It makes sense the next. Why? Day. Why baby him? You don't want to play in Houston. Guess what? He's going to have to play Houston at some point. Right, and it's not like the season get the rest of the schedule is easy as we get Toronto and New York and uh, Boston, right? Yeah, oh. let, let's wait till the two games we had to play the Nationals. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's not another guy. He's the number one prospect in baseball in a lot of rankings. So, um, hey, speaking of the, I want also want to mention this. Does kind of looking out a couple of weeks after the tra- three weeks now beyond the trade deadline? Yeah. You look at some of the numbers. You look at some of the numbers. According to Josh, Trey Mancini has played really well since the trade deadline. But in actual fact, I don't um, think he's played about as well as Rognet Odor. He's batting he a, 204. He's got an on-base percentage of 231. Um, right. He's hit four home runs in 15 games. But recently, he's been bad. Yeah, he had a really good, like, three days. Like His first yes. three games, he did excellent. But he's got two walks and 13 strikeouts in those 15 games. Like, it's just, it's not yeah. pretty. And Jorge Lopez, two blown sla- saves. Um, the walks are up. The strikeouts are down. Um, Jorge yeah. Mateo has also struggled. He's walking, what, he's pitched eight innings um, and walked six guys, I think, something like that. Um, he, he's struggling, too. Does this change how we view these trades? The fact that Mancini and... Lopez have struggled. Meanwhile, Bautista has dominated. Um, does that kind of change how you view this team? Maybe Michael Elias was right the whole time, and you guys should apologize to Mike. Well, don't say you guys because I wasn't here for that. But I will. <laughs> I will say uh, the uh, we are outsiders looking at, it, at least as far as following Houston. I don't follow Houston every day, but see the highlights when Trey does well so I did see those few home runs he hit and I'm like oh crap oh wow Trey Trey's picking up where he left off or whatever but now you're actually presenting the numbers and it's not that great so I gotta ignore the social media and the home run videos because that's just a small picture of what he's actually doing there in Houston right and they don't the show highlights beat- of the strikeouts exactly yes you're right and the national media was very quick to say, well, the Orioles are throwing in the towel because they just traded their all-star closer. They're trading their hometown hero. And we proceeded to win seven straight following the mm-hmm. trade deadline. So the impact is not lost. And, and Batista's a stud. They knew that all along. I think they knew from day one Batista's the closer of this team. You can't mm-hmm. look at the man and not know the man is built to close. The monster. He's a mountain. They knew that, but they could they could build Lopez as the closer, trade him. It, it, it went according to plan. Michael Eyes is a smart man. He doesn't have his job because he's a dum dum. He didn't rebuild Houston because he's a dum dum. And the Orioles are not in the playoff contender right now because he's a dum dum. He knows what he's doing, and it's. Bert, would you say he's killing it? He's killing it. <laughs> Hashtag killing it. So I love Trey with all my heart. I wish him all the success in the world, but Castle is starting every day now at first base. He's got 56 home runs as of tonight uh, since coming up, 
from the minor leagues a year and two years ago. He's an upgrade. Sorry to say it, he's an upgrade. And uh, I got no problem with any of those moves. And let's let's go with it. Yeah, I didn't think about it until you just mentioned it, Bert. But it's true. I never really thought of it from that vantage point that Felix Batista, this kind of second half of the season, gets a taste of being the closer, almost preparing him for next year. Oh, and to, to be the, the closer. I think that's a good opportunity for Felix Batista to show and get some experience under his belt going into next year. Right, Josh? Yeah, and the, the Orioles organization was prepared for this with the Batista intro. Lopez never got an intro. They had the Batista one ready for as soon as the as as soon as they were handing him the, the role of closer. They Even had if Batista ready, doesn't so. understand the intro. He might not know what <laughs> he, he doesn't get it. But, that's okay. But Orioles PR was ready with that. Yeah. So they yeah. even had it in Williamsport. Oh. That was cool. They, they, they were faking out. Mm-hmm. They oh. were faking out all of Major League Baseball by saying he's our he's our setup man. He's our eighth inning man. It's like right. no, he's not. He's the closer man. Right. And uh, <laughs> but 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 Lopez is our guy, and I love Lopez. Lopez is a great story, and he was a superstar, and he was our All Star rep, and I love Lopez. But and I wish him all the best in Minnesota, wherever he goes from here. But it was all a farce. Yeah. All a farce because Batista, Batista is the man. You cannot look at him and not know he's the man. No. And that's what that whole wh- the whistle, <laughs> the Omar whistle, that's what it's all about. It's all to, to, to announce to all the other teams, hey, we fooled you. You thought that we got our big guy. The big guy's been hiding back here the whole time. Yeah. 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 And I think Batista is, it's crazy to say, but an upgrade over Lopez in the bullpen. And I think time will show that. I think a lot of us knew, knew that. And the other point is with Mancini, just thinking about this now, and listen, I was not a huge fan of the – I think Mancini would help our team right now. But all of a sudden, you think about, okay, with Gunnar coming up, to make room for Gunnar Henderson, we can – I mean, the guy to go is Nevin. He, he is the, the weakest link. Nevin's gone right. when Henderson comes. But if Mancini was here – Nevin's wouldn't be here. Nevin's wouldn't be here. And then who goes when Gunnar comes up? That question becomes a little more complicated, right? Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. with the way your your Rice and Mateo are playing. Yeah, exactly. It was and Odor, and you know Hyde's love affair with the door. He's not going anywhere. No, it was it was they. It was great trades because they were good players, but they were expand expendable for our future. Yep, I loved and, and so far for this year too. True, true. We nothing skipped the beat. The future remains to be seen, but the the. Recent future right now, it looks brilliant. And it makes the national media who crapped on Elias and crapped on the Orioles, why would you trade your hometown hero and and the cancer survivor and all the great stories? And again, I'm not taking anything away from that. I love everything about Trey. I love everything about Jorge Lopez and his son. And and I'm here for all of that. But, But don't crap on us for that stuff when at least a month and a half in, success proven success so far and i don't see it going downhill from here yeah i think the guy who hasn't got enough credit from the national media is mike elias right he's been criticized 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 with the trades when you ignore what he's done with this bullpen and found these bullpen guys from nowhere you ignore what he's done with mateo like recognize what elias has done extremely well better than everybody because everybody would love 
uh, uh, Felix Batista. You think the Nationals want Austin bo- both back? They would love to have Austin both back. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Eisen made so many brilliant moves, Brett but Dillon. now he's just known for trading away these two staples <laughs> of the organization. No, like forget that. Like pay attention to all the other stuff Elias has done to make our team good and competitive. Yes. No. Brett Phillips will be the fifth outfielder in September. I mean, it. it I, that's my thought. At least they're once rosters expand. Yeah. He'll Maybe. be back. Yeah, he's a a decent depth piece. Sure. sure. Roster expanding is two slots this year. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm still. I assume a a pitcher and a position player. Right. The the pitcher will be D D L Hall. That's the pitcher. It is. Mm -hmm. And then the position player, uh, it could be a Brett Phillips because he could do speed and yeah, could be a defensive guy. Yeah. He's a. I I was crapping on the Rays fans earlier, but I mean, he's a guy that is very hard to dislike, even if his numbers aren't great. But he he is such a breath of fresh air as far as his excitement. Uh, it, it's hard to not at least root for him. I want him to do better. I would love to him love for him to be a contributor, but he's got to contribute, otherwise he's in Norfolk. Yeah, I agree. Uh, agreed. All right. Anything else to cover, Josh, before we get out of here? I think we're uh, I think we're in good shape. Okay. Right. I mean, the uh, yeah. came well again. We it was a good week. Um, what are we? Fifty-seven and fifty-nine against AL East or something like that. After that win, after that series with Boston, we're in great shape. Yeah, we're in great shape. Even if Fangraph says the Red Sox have a better chance yeah. of making the playoffs than we do, four percent. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's gonna be. We talk about this every week. I feel like the next week is huge. And then we yeah. get through the next week and we play pretty yeah. decent baseball and we're still in the, in the thick of things. And so this next week's huge. And and this is how it is. And this is probably how it would be to the end of the season. Every week is kind of huge. And you just kind of, kind of have to hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. Six try to win Red, series. Six, the Red Sox are so far off. Yep. I mean, the Red Sox are so far off my radar. I'm, I'm not following the Red Sox score. I'm following the Mariners. I'm following the Rays. I'm following the Blue Jays. That's those only other teams I care about right now. As you should look ahead. Look yeah. 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 The Red Sox or, are not. I don't think they're they're a legit contender. No, I would focus more on the Yankees before the Red Sox. I don't think they <laughs> catch up to there, but they, we got a better chance than the Red Sox have of catching up. Yeah. Man, probably true. All right. Well, Bert, thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. Hopefully you'll do it again sometime. Maybe when the Orioles clinch the wild card, we can get you back on here. <laughs> I, I I think I I will definitely plan on popping on uh, maybe uh, Labor Day weekend or the show after that. I, uh, I'm sure I'll have some stories from Pittsburgh and Cleveland to share with you guys. All right, sounds All right. good. All right, I'll get I'll get your microphone, Bert. I have I have that uh, snowball one. Does that work? All right. Yeah, we'll use that. Yeah. <laughs> Then you won't be. I'm on my iPad though. I got to get a laptop out. Uh, you guys are making it hard for me. You're on the iPad, <laughs> Josh. Josh, yeah. the guy finally comes back, and now you're trying to ask him to do all these extra stuff. Just say, well, we're happy it, here. Josh. I'll never come I'm, back. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to be happy listener that would like to hear everything Bert has to say instead of every three out of four words. All right, well, tweet at Bert Rody and tell me what you really feel. <laughs> Does your Twitter still work? It still works. I never, ever, ever tweet unless, I don't know, it's a baseball picture or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh, you got anything you want to promote before we get out of here? Uh, oh, yeah, our Patreon. And here's why. We always tell people to go on over to the Patreon. 
but because I pushed this week on, I got all of our shirts up and I redid the store and I worked with the new vendor to make our shirts a lot cheaper um, and did all that. So it's now birdlandstore.com for t-shirts or the shop on section 336. But the whole point of what I'm saying is our Patreon. If you go over there and support us on Patreon this week, I sent all of our Patreon members uh, coupons for a free t-shirt. So nice. if you were a Patreon member this week, you got a free Section 336 shirt. And I'm leaving that up for Patreon members through the end of this week. So if anyone signs up this week for Patreon, they can also get the access to the free T-shirt. Nice. That's so very nice of you, Josh. You're you got to start man. with that, Josh. Yeah, that's, that's huge. So, yeah, I mean, we've had this Patreon for a while. We have a lot of great Patreons that have been supporting us for years and years yeah. and years. We appreciate them. I don't, we rarely give stuff away. And now I'm like... I'm more, I've got some help here and uh, where my wife cares and helps out with some of the stuff. So I decided let's get this stuff straightened out. So we Easy. got the t-shirt stuff straight. <laughs> and now um, it gave us the, hey, we can give away free shirt. And I think we'll continue to do it at least once a year or something where we're giving shirts away. If you're not a Patreon member, I am doing one shirt on sale every game throughout the game. as cheap. We're so cheap like we don't make money. It just goes out. What's, what's the most popular shirt, Josh, thus far? I'm just curious. Oh. Uh, if, you, if you know those numbers in front of you, it's fine. I was just I'd have to pull it up. I believe it is the new Batista-inspired, wire-inspired shirt that says oh. birds are coming and birds has coming. an Oriole bird because everyone else was focused on Batista, and I felt, felt like we need to focus on the team. It's a team game. It's a team game. Team game. Yeah. So that's pretty popular. The Why Not 2022 is pretty popular. Yeah, it's a cool shirt, yeah. And the 336 shirt is popular, uh, but probably just because I've been giving them away for free this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's a cool new logo. All right. I, I, I'm working on an Austin Hayes shirt that I think will be popular that'll probably be out this weekend. All right. Where's our Mateo shirt? Um, Mateo's starting to earn that. Okay. I'm trying. Here's my goal. I my want goal. a Kyle Stowers Sunshine shirt, too. Can you work on that, too? My goal is two designs a week. Okay. With new designs coming out as we get through the season. Okay. We'll see. You want to so leave I, this I saw, podcast and just start a I, t-shirt company? I put, up, I put up a Gunnar Henderson shirt up today because I had to get ready in case Gunnar Henderson was coming up today. He did not. So that's up there, but not promoted. Uh, but the Austin Hayes, I took notes. Let's just say I one thing I liked in the Little League game is – was it Spencer Watkins that did it the was Tyler Wells? Tyler Wells that did the yeah. uh, lineup, and he gave everyone nicknames. Yeah. yeah. So I jotted down the nicknames that I like because Austin Hillbilly Hayes will have a shirt this weekend, and Ryan, the King of the Mount Castle, is right behind him. <laughs> so um, that's uh, that's the logic I'm going. And even though there's other people making T-shirts, I'm enjoying it. I've got a good vendor and stuff now where it makes it fun and worth doing. A little competition. Uh, yeah. And it helps that like the podcast is doing well. So if we can make these shirts to also point to the podcast, it's a lot of fun. Agreed. I saw uh, there was I gonna got be a, a... For both you guys coming in. Why does got... Burke get a shirt? I don't think he deserves a shirt. He's gotta come on at least a few more times before he earns a shirt. But I've got is he a Patreon member? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. All right, all right. I'll come on a couple more times. All right. <laughs> I'll get I'll get you guys shirts. I was gonna say I saw uh, the the Oriole bird. There, there's some sort of uh, get together at, at Jimmy Seafood this Friday for a happy hour with giveaways, and and the Oriole bird will be there. So if any three three sixers are gonna be there, I'm I'm gonna pop in there with my son. So 
uh, say hi to the guy who's not on the show anymore. <laughs> and there goes my AirPod. There's a good laugh. Pops out. Flies out of my ear like a line drive. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if, if I can. Uh, I was going to try to show you guys this file. Here, I'll tell you. It'll let me. And no, I don't know how to use this program. Never mind. Right. Before was, we get out of here, Josh, any play, uh, PlayStation updates? Any PlayStation updates? Um, what would be the update? The update would be that uh, people are still going crazy, and now they got the police involved. Oh, police Uh-oh. is involved now. Yeah. Okay, so this story is not done yet. We do still need more updates. I told you, but there's no texting back and forth with you and you and him anymore, right? That's done. That is done. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not texting with him anymore. Right. That is done. So, and here is my hillbilly haze. Nice. So this will be out this weekend. I got to work a little bit more on it. But what do you guys think? It's coming along pretty good, right? That looks like a hillbilly haze. Absolutely. So he's got to be holding like a a fried chicken leg or something. (laughs) (laughs) We got got the straw in his mouth. We got the Wild Bill Hagee hat. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's got a lot of Wild Bill vibes. So all right. Well, make sure you guys follow us on. You know, if you follow our Instagram, you can see some of these shirts or on twitter at section 36 show you can also follow oh, go to itunes or register review we still got to cancel out that one guy who didn't like josh's hey, uh, notifications no this week no notifications went off this week we're good okay yes. so dude go back and change your review to five stars <laughs> um, <laughs> you can it's follow been fixed. Us, you can follow us on twitter follow me at section 336 you can follow josh on twitter at josh soroka and you can follow bert roadie on twitter at bert roadie on twitter all right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. And as always, go O's and call up Gunner. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Love me, love me.